Hey everyone, welcome to The Breakdown. I am Kurt. And I am Luke. Here we are, ta-da! Yay! <laughs> it's a pretty holy week, isn't it, Luke? It certainly is. Oh man, it's awesome. Um, so I was talking with Holly and... I was going to say the yeah. same thing. You're right, reading my going, mind, This right? is great. It's literally Passover today, and we're, we're doing this Passover Seder, so this is really amazing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're pre-recording this so that we can be part of the Passover Seder, so really awesome to have this opportunity, which, you know, Holly was saying, and if you don't know Holly, it's Jamal's wife, and she's been teaching this course at School of the Spirit, mm. the seven feasts and the questions that come with these feasts, and so as a result, we're having this this Seder meal, this Passover meal to celebrate and honor this time of Jesus and what God did in the original Passover. That's awesome. And it lands. So so the, the key thing is yeah. Passover this year actually lands on Passover. I know. On Wednesday. I know. Which is really amazing. I, I am like, okay. And I will say that Holly has been saying to us that this is this happening and this aligning is of no coincidence. So mm. I'm very excited. I feel like we're sitting here kind of like analyzing and evaluating like newscasters, like what is actually going on? Right, you know, like, right. No, the but, play by play. But I think it's, and I think it's awesome that she's offering this course oh, where you man. can learn about the feasts because the feasts have relevance to um, the New Testament. Yeah. Because everything was pointing to Jesus. That's right. Um, and there's a lot of those, and those those truths are timeless, even though it was old covenant. Yep. In the new covenant, it's still true because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. So same God in the Old Testament, same God in the New Testament. And what you're going to find if you're in this class or in the future, if you end up taking this class, is one of the points that Holly brings out is there are a number of the feasts, which some theologians, because every feast has been fulfilled there are a number of feasts that have been fulfilled already. Mm. And so while everyone has a point of fulfillment, there are a couple that have not yet been fulfilled in terms of what they symbolize. Oh, wow. So there are some theologians who believe we are headed into these feasts and their fulfillment. So a lot of cool stuff. I don't want to. I'm going to have to take her class. You are. Because this is something that I'm not, (laughs) I'm not as in tune with. Well, I'm more I, of a, a New Testament. Guy. I know, I, and, and I think that's the thing with me. But but Holly does a great job of bringing everything full circle mm. and making it clear these Old Testament precepts and principles that are coming alive through the New Testament beliefs. It's awesome. It's fantastic. It's really awesome. So of course we're here breaking down the message from last week. But before we get into the message, man, baptisms that was awesome. That was that was so powerful. Wow. Yeah. It was really good. Mm-hmm. to sit back and to watch and just to have an opportunity. We were kind of dialoguing a few of us. And I know that I tend into, I tend to move into this point of praying over the people who are getting baptized and seeing if there's any specific word that the Lord might put on my heart to communicate to them or whatever it may be. Um, and so it's always good if you're, if you're there and you're worshiping and you're, you know, we're going on song three, like next time we do baptisms, like lean into that, say, Lord, let me, let me press in for this person and pray for that's you, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What you have for them. So we're, like I said, you know, kind of jokingly coming into this, this breakdown, we are in a Holy week. It's an amazing time. And we have three services coming mm-hmm. up this upcoming week. So Saturday night at six, mm-hmm. and then we have our normal service times at eight thirty and 11 AM again on Sunday. So we're looking forward to seeing you there. And, yes. uh, you know, pick one. I think it gets very hard to have everybody in all of them. But I know some people like the Saturday night service. It's a lot of fun. 
I think it's fun. I last year I went to two services. Yeah. I don't know if that's allowed, but no, it's it's I definitely like allowed. It, I, I I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just if everybody tries to come yeah. <laughs> to all the services, then we're out in overflow in no man's land. Uh, so hey, we're coming into Sunday's message this past Sunday. What what are your thoughts? What did you see God communicating in this betrothal and betrayal? So I think what I what I took away from it is there's two different heart postures that we have towards Jesus. So mm. Uh, when we encounter Jesus, everyone encounters Jesus, even if they accept him or not. Yeah, so it's there, true. there is that truth. So it's what is your posture towards him mm. um, and who's going to be in charge of that encounter? Is it yeah. going to be you uh, with your own agenda or is it going to be all about Jesus and what his agenda is for you? Yeah. Um, and so we, Pastor Zach opened with uh, the the passage from Matthew 26 where Mary, the sister of Lazarus, um, she goes and she she pours that expensive ointment on him. Yeah, and she pours this. It's very, very, very valuable. I know. Um, and it and the smell fills the house. Mm. Um, now she had a lot of reason to really understand like who Jesus was. Yeah. Uh, because you know you look at other earlier passages. You know she was the one who was sitting at Jesus's feet when her sister. Um, was preparing the meal and really wanted her to go do that for yeah. her. And, and Jesus, you know, says, you know, Mary knows what's important right now. Yeah. And she's, she's following, she's following my heart. Um, and then her brother dies and then Jesus raises him to life. So Mary and their entire family, yeah. like they all have been impacted by Jesus in a very, very strong way. Yeah. And I think especially for Mary herself, mm. um, where she, and so she understands I'm going to give him everything. Yeah. Um, and I loved how pa- uh, what Pastor Zach said. He said, "Radical worship attracts oh, I know radical criticism." Yeah, <laughs> because when we when we truly encounter Jesus, yes, we should. It, it it propels us to act radically. Yeah, it does. And but it's gonna when when we step out, then then the enemy steps in with words mm. and feelings and criticism. Yeah. And I have to say, too, I think you ever talk to a believer who's maybe known the Lord for a long time and they say, oh, I used to be like that. Don't worry. You'll fizzle out. You'll calm down. And they hearken back to this point in time when they were on fire for Jesus. And I've been meditating a little bit about that with what Pastor Zach was talking about. The radical worship attracts radical criticism. Maybe sometimes we're criticized so much with that radical worship that we're listening to those voices rather than staying in that place of Jesus's feet and anointing him mm. like, like Mary's doing right. Staying in that place of worship. We end up listening to the chirping and the murmuring around us. She could hear them. Right. She could totally hear what they were saying. Right. And, it, but again, it comes back to who are you going after? That's are you it. going after the crowd or are you going after Jesus? Oh yeah. Bringing it right back to that former message from pastor Zach, you know, is mm-hmm. it the crowd, which is so important mm-hmm. to lean into here. Um, I was thinking a lot about, myself and and honestly the cost of her perfume is i think what got me a year's worth of wages yeah and to think about you know you could understand then why judas was saying hey this could totally be used you know to 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 care for the poor and yet she saw it as so critical like this is what i have to offer right my king this son of god who's done all this you just went through a few different things mm-hmm. that had happened for her right so her life was was very very much impacted by jesus yeah and I think, you know, there. W- w- the other thing I see here is there's really no way to put a price tag on that that offering that we're bringing to the Lord. There's no, right. there's no way to put a price tag and say, hey, it's worth this much and it has this much value because 
to Jesus, it's really the heart posture. Right. Right. And, and, you know, we're, we're looking at the, we have the privilege of looking at the story from, you know, seeing, you know, post, post resurrection, oh, post yeah. crucifixion. Oh, so yeah. we understand Jesus gave everything. Mm-hmm. So the least we can do is give him our everything, which will never compare to everything that he's done for us and for all of humanity. It's so true. And, and, you know, if we expect to live a long life, even here on this earth, I mean, Romans 12, one, present your bodies a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable service. Mm-hmm. If Christ gave everything, then what is it to me? That's so, that is so crazy. Cause it says a reasonable service. <laughs> yeah. But if you think about it, what What's reasonable? Being a living sacrifice. So, you know, getting burnt up on an altar. That's reasonable. Yeah. You know, considering what Jesus has done. Yeah. But but God doesn't require that right. of us. He right. wants us to be this living. We're going <laughs> right. to live out our exactly. lives. Exactly. Presenting ourselves yeah. to him. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so awesome. And then moving into this concept, the, the, the pictures that we're getting on Sunday's message of Mary and, and what the impact of Christ was to her and how she could see such a revelation on this side. On this side, still on earth, still Jesus being mm-hmm. here and having such a revelation, just something that was in her heart to do. And I think that before moving on to Judas and the theft, that's the point that I want to raise here is sometimes, you know, Luke, we're talking ourselves out of doing something because it doesn't make any natural sense. And yet we really can't get past this sense that we have in our heart that we're supposed to do it. I don't know if Mary knew I'm not sure that Mary, that we don't have any reference point that Mary had a vision or a dream no, from the Lord no. that she was preparing his body for burial, mm-hmm. but Jesus knew. Right. Jesus right. knew what that sacrifice mm-hmm. was. Exactly. What she was bringing in an offering, he knew exactly how to interpret that. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the, the verse that's coming to me is, uh, ver- uh, I just pulled it up, 1 Corinthians one eighteen. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Mm. So, um, and, and I'm, I'm think, seeing this picture of Mary pouring out this perfume and then the smell fills the house. Yeah. So when we go after the Lord uh, and we step out, we give our money, we give our time in worship. Some of us step out and like we we sing like Jesus is the only person we're singing to. Yeah. Like, like everyone else in the room is gone. Yeah. Like it creates um, like a spiritual odor. Yeah. Uh, an aroma. Yeah. Cause our prayers go up to God as an aroma. Yep. And, and to those fellow believers who see that it's like, we join in yeah. together in <laughs> yeah. that, like, this is beautiful. It is. But to those who, whose hearts are far from God, it is like a stench. It's a like, stench. this is stupid. Like yeah. you guys are wacko. Yep. And we see that play out with Judas. Oh, man. And that's so interesting because when when Pastor Zach was teaching, and even now when you're bringing this to us, I'm thinking of the passage from Paul when he talks about we're releasing the fragrance Mm. of his grace and who he is. Yeah, to some who are followers, it's going to be a beautiful fragrance. To others, like you just said, it's going to be a stench. Right. And I think what I kept meditating on because what I've been in lately is this idea of a critical spirit. Mm. And I think that that's a lot of what we're seeing in Judas. Um, And just moving into that place of just even starting with the philosophy of theft, you know, that I should have something that somebody else has been entrusted with. Again, Pastor Zach just bringing it on Sunday in so many different areas. This is why I believe we often are taking an entire week to digest a message here. Because I really have to compartmentalize a lot of the messages so that I can say, okay, God, what are you having me meditate on today? Right. And what, what, what's the growth point from that? You know, mm-hmm. 
And even in this area with Judas being the close, one of the close ones, one of the apostles, one of the disciples, and even to the point of, you know, we could, I've often believed, um, I've often kind of wondered because Peter betrayed Jesus. I've often wondered, what if Judas just stuck around instead of Mm. taking his life? Mm. What if Judas had stuck around? Again, I'm theorizing here, but I'm thinking about the goodness of our Lord, and I wonder what it would have been like. Could Judas have received repentance from forgiveness, rather, if he repented to Jesus? If he did not, again, I'm just kind of going to that point that Pastor Zach was raising on Sunday, that we sometimes are so quick to demonize Judas, we can't even understand what 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 he might have actually been doing? Yeah, I mean, obviously, what he did was was wrong. Yeah. it was part of the father's plan, um, and Judas and Judas had a a ripe heart for that, you know, to fill to, to, to fulfill be that, that yeah. role. Yeah. So it's not that you know we can get into the whole like, well, what, what who made what happen? But it's you know, God had a plan. God foreknew like what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Judas's heart was far from was far from the Lord. That's right. Um, yeah. and so he stepped into that role, and then again. Who who entered into Judas? It was Satan, Satan. Yeah. right? So Satan enters in. Satan does this. Um, Judas is a vessel for Satan, right? Now I think looking at Scripture, had Judas not killed himself and he had repented, then yeah, that's the Father's heart. The mm. Father's heart is that He will receive us back into His arms yeah. if we repent. Yeah, I so. actually the reason I say that not yeah. to get off on oh any, I know on I know it's path. cool it's interesting to think about I. The reason I say that is because Jesus himself actually his testimony of, of Judas is that it would have been better for mm. him not to have been born. Jude, mm. Jesus doesn't say that about anybody. So the right. only reason that I could reconcile that Jesus right. would make that statement yeah. is because Judas is not going to stick around right. to receive oh, that yeah, repentance. He's not going to. No. Yeah. So no. it's just, it's hard. It's a really hard pill to swallow. But I think moving us in, God, you got Well, think about how hard it must be for Jesus yeah, to know, know everything, to look at people and understand this person is not going to choose me. Mm. And to that person, yeah, that's the same thing. Jesus would say, it would have been better if you weren't born. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's very, very hard. Because what the Father's heart is, if we go to 2 Peter yeah. 3, 9, God is long-suffering. We we keep calling, Jesus, when are you going to return? God, right. when are you going to send Jesus? Well, God is not slack concerning his promise, like Peter says. He's long-suffering. Doesn't want anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Mm-hmm. So, so to see the Father's heart and longing, you know, we don't think about the Father and Jesus longing and aching over people who right. are not choosing him. Right, mm. right. So this place with Judas here, with this actual betrayal, and just some of the senses of, you know, um, I think the part that I put an asterisk here for me, it's even hard for me to communicate right now, but the most common betrayal of Jesus, because I think about myself and my life and where I've been in these 30 plus years, the most common betrayal of Jesus is by those who are so sure of what his kingdom looks like that they're willing to sacrifice him in order to get it. Bro, that that has hit me so intense this weekend because I think about what have I done in the name of Jesus or for God's kingdom, quote unquote, that has put Jesus up on the altar hmm. as been willing to sacrifice yeah. him. for Because it's this point that Pastor Zach was bringing us to of maybe that's where Judas's head was at, that hmm. he thought he was hastening the coming of the kingdom. Yeah, that's yeah, and and that that is a really interesting point. And I think like for us, like what's the application piece for us? I think it's as we're pursuing Jesus, we have to really mean that in everything that we say and everything that we do. And 
not and yield our desires to Jesus. Um, and under because you know we have we all have different things that we want in our life, but they're not always healthy for us. We have to allow our desires to be shaped and molded mm. by the Father. Yeah. So you know, like you know, delight in the Lord, and then He will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that looks like you know He tweaks a desire that you have, or He might say that thing that you want not good for you, not in my plan for you. Yeah. Or and here's a better desire for you. Mm. Um, and I think that's what it is. Is like when we, when we so, cause the Holy spirit will always convict us of what the father's plan is. If that's we it. ask. So then we have to have that faith and obedience to step out yeah. and follow, even if it's something that like whatever, what he's calling us to, it looks hard or it's, it's not what we wanted. Yeah. Well, well, even just the idea of getting out in front of Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. like you talk about, Hey, There may be things that I see and I'm deducing and I'm saying, this is God's will. This is God's plan. Well, from my little, you know, perspective, looking up, maybe, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's only part. We know in part. We prophesy in part. I know. I'm like, I don't have a full picture here. We're hitting a lot of things today. (laughs) I'm like, I wish we had two hours. (laughs) That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm Um, saying about the message being apostolic and prophetic. It's just touching all these areas. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, this is where I feel the Lord has been dealing with Mm -hmm. me. And it's like, okay, you think that you may know. Right. Right. But this is why we're followers. We're following Jesus. Yes. We're following his steps. We're being led by the spirit. And what I like here is that it doesn't have to be uh, final and fatal. It really doesn't have to be. There's always room. You see on the flip side, if we use Judas as a case study and contrast him with Peter, well, look at the other lens with Peter. Peter betrays Jesus, right. denies him. I would call that betrayal, denies mm-hmm. him three times. And I mean... He does get reinstated and restored in the end. But even before it ever happens, right. Jesus says to Peter, hey, listen, Satan has asked for you mm-hmm. to sift you like yeah. wheat. I've prayed for you. And so when you're complete, when it's complete, strengthen the brethren. Mm. So I get this yeah. concept of like, okay, I don't have to be a fatalist. I may miss the mark. I continually miss the mark. And in my brain, in my mind, the way it works I have to remind myself, but there's grace and there's mercy. Hey, I may have missed the mark, but I'm going to get back up and I'm going to go again. Right. And I I think there's also um, uh, something that we we can park on for a second. Like if, since we're contrasting Judas and Peter, Peter acts out of fear and, you know, the Lord sees everything. And I really do think that the Lord has, because Jesus tells Peter, you're going to betray me three times. Yeah. Um. And Jesus says that knowing the entirety of Peter's heart. Mm. And I think there's a lot of application for us there because I think we can look at an isolated slip up or a mess up or a serious, you know, mistake that we've made. And we're like, that's the end. But understand that Jesus sees all of your heart. That's good. And if you're, if you're still following him, he's taking you back. Yeah. And he has patience with us in our doubts and our fears. Mm. Oh, it's so good. I like that you're bringing up the point about the totality of the heart and the full picture, um, because there is grace and mercy, and he is faithful. Even when we are faithless, mm-hmm. he remains faithful because right. he cannot deny himself, and he is there to strengthen us and to say, hey, let's get back up and let's get at it. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. He will always take you back. And, <laughs> and with Peter, he gives him a chance later three times to say, you love me. Yeah. 
So it's it's like it's that redemption. The oh, heart of the father so is always for redemption. He's gracious and and that's his heart. Yeah. Which I think is really good if we're looking at this message and kind of viewing Judas. I think it's important that we do take a look at some others who were redeemed that were close to him, like a Peter. That's why mm-hmm. my mind often oh, yeah, calculates this, this case study. Yeah. And then I would say, you know, the final piece to bring up here is just something that really hit me when Pastor Zach was bringing everything to a close. And that's that Satan may think he knows what's next. You know, this piece at the table, like go and do quickly what you're going to do. But the father knows how it ends. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the part that we can get the thunderous roaring applause. Yeah. like, Yes. But even just settle right. in our heart. Like Satan may think he knows what's coming next, but the father knows how it ends, even with us, mm. even mm. with us. Yeah. And I loved how Pastor Zach pulled it all the way back to Zechariah mm. and brought that that prophecy of how it was going to go down. It's so good. I was talking about this uh, with Joshua uh, at our school of the spirit. And he was saying, man, there's so much in that about the, the ox or the, or the bull goring and you having to pay that price of, mm. of redemption or whatever it is. It's just, it's amazing. My mind is, that's the piece that like my mind is still mulling over right. with, yep. uh, with that being Jesus and everything. Yep. Yep. So. And then the fields that the, that the, yeah. that the high priest used, cause they can't, they it's blood money. It's, so they have <laughs> to buy something, but they want to use it for something. So they buy this field and yeah. it's called the potter's field. I know. Oh yeah. man, it is so wild. You know, and that's the thing. We don't have to know everything. We've talked on this show about, you don't have to know everything. It's not about what you don't know, but when God makes a, a something clear or brings revelation to us, it is for the point of transformation as well as like, God weaves everything together and nothing's wasted. Nothing is wasted. Nothing's wasted. That's the point. Mm -hmm. So as we move into kind of the back end of what we would look at Holy Week or whatever it may be, you know, I love even Pastor Zach kind of dancing on this religion versus relationship. And some of us are way too hard on those categories. Mm. So I don't mind calling it Holy Week. I don't mind talking about Palm Sunday. Yeah. You know, because it is. It is. It's so awesome. So mm-hmm. as we move into the back end of this, just having that heart posture to say, okay, Lord, we know that we're celebrating that resurrection on Sunday, but take us through what you want us to experience mm-hmm. this week. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, Luke, would you close us in prayer today, Absolutely. brother? Absolutely, Father, thank you for this time. Uh, thank you for your word. Thank you for our church and all the, the amazing gifted uh, children that you've brought together, um, that you've gifted us all so that we can serve you. And Father, I just pray that all of our hearts would face towards you, um, that there, if there's any part of our heart that is mm. drifting um, or that you want to continue to refine, because we know that that's, that's your desire for us, just show us and give us the strength to walk that out, to walk down the path that you have for us and let us not, um, let us not be in rebellion towards you and your ways and be with us uh, the rest of this week and help us have a, a blessed Sunday in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And that's The Breakdown. We'll catch you next week. Breakdown.